Hey guys, welcome to the Wild Weird with Greg Gonzalez. Um, I'm here with another solo edition of the Wild Weird podcast. Um, you know, it's been a really interesting, I would say, week and a half. We are moving the studio, or we have moved the studio to another location. Very excited. Um, got a lot of changes coming to the podcast. Um, the YouTube channel is about to get a dramatic change. Like for the last, what, couple months, we've been releasing the podcast strictly on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts. It's been audio only. Um, but we will be getting uh, episodes up on YouTube in the next week to two weeks. And the YouTube channel is about to be legit. Like I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to finally get to do what I want to do with the show. Um, which, you know, have some hype, like some good quality video content. Um, I feel like for the most part, the audio content has been pretty good. Um, most of you know, listeners, we don't really have a format to this podcast. And I know that can turn some people off. Like most of the time I'm here with Grant and we're just rambling, bullshitting, telling stories, um, about a lot of things that have happened in our life. Just basically, it seems like a biography podcast of recapping all the stupid shit we've done in the past and sharing each other's experiences. I really enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Um, Grant is by far one of the most interesting people I know uh, with all the stories he's been telling me. Um, you know, me and Grant were friends in high school, and with me moving to Vancouver, him joining the Navy, uh, we went a long period of time without hanging out with each other. And which was really sad because, you know, when we were hanging out, I I felt close to Grant, you know, and it's hard to speak for another person. I know that he thought of me as a friend, but, you know, like you just don't really know how other people are or how other people think of you. I think that's a problem I have. I overthink and I think that people think negatively of me. And that's kind of like one of the bigger faults that I have. I... I assume the worst. I think that, you know, and it's in a way it's kind of narcissistic. Don't you think? Like if you think somebody is continually thinking about you or that you affect the lives of others, like maybe we're all guilty of that. Maybe, you know, I think a lot of us sit like when we're at home or uh, on our phones, we think that, oh man, I should have said that that person's going to hate me or that person's going to be mad at me. And really, that person's just waking up, going about their day, going to work. They got their own lives. They got their own problems to deal with. They're not thinking about what you're doing. That's one thing I've gotten, I've had to learn how to, you know, cope with and remember that people don't, I'm not the the bane of everybody's existence, you know? Like, when me and Grant first started hanging out, it was a very, you know, random friendship because we didn't know each other when we were younger we met each other in high school but we kind of clicked and we we used to work with each other we worked at a place together and i that's kind of like where our friendship sprouted is when we're spending a lot of time with each other you know and when you're growing up people choose different routes he went to the military and i went and did my thing which was basically nothing I just was surviving while he was like actually thinking of, you know, having a better future for himself. And that's one thing I admire about him. 
Grant thinks I sweat him a lot in this thing, but it's just kind of like, you know, I like my, I like, I want people to know, especially my friends that I truly appreciate them and everything they do. Like one thing I have a huge, um, that, how do you say it? It's, it's always fixated in my mind is that I think to expect people to do things that they might not necessarily want to do, or maybe that's in my mind. I think that everybody that I work with or everybody in my life, friends, relationships, in-laws, siblings, parents, like I think that people don't want to do the things I want to do, you know, and I, and I think that's a me problem. You know, the last couple of weeks I've been figuring out a lot of things about myself and looking more inward instead of focusing my mind on, oh, well, somebody else must have a problem with me. Somebody else must be mad at me. It's very narcissistic. I don't know how many of you have ever come to terms that you're narcissistic or self-involved, but that's something I've had. I've been learning about myself in the last couple of weeks is learning how to like, cause I feel like I am a self-involved narcissist, but narcissists don't give a shit about anything. And I give a shit about a lot of things. Maybe I give too much shit. You know, like I, I care about a lot of things to the point where I overthink and I don't necessarily know how to fix that. I don't know how to shut my mind off and create conversations of what I think is going to happen in the future or a creating a problem in my brain that doesn't exist, you know, and and just accepting the good in my life and accepting the people in my life that do a lot for me. And that are there because they want to be there, not because I feel like I convinced them to be there and I'm taking them away from something more important. You know, I've had friends in the past that have come come over to my place and hung out with me and just seemed like they wanted to be somewhere else. And it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel like, can you know, why are you even here if you want to be somewhere else? Go be there. You know, I only want people in my life that are going to be here. And fortunately, I have people like Grant that want to be there because they want to. That didn't make any sense, but they want to, they want to be there. And, and I really appreciate that, you know? And in a society where we're kind of focused on ourselves and focused on the things that we want, the goals that we want to reach, the things that we want to want to accomplish and the things that we want to buy or the next step, you know, there are people that, you know, I'm about to be 31 in a few days and I'm at that weird point where I'm like, you know, I feel like I've, I have a lot and I'm trying to just appreciate what I have. You know, of course I want to accomplish goals. I want this podcast to reach as many people as it can. I want people to listen. And, you know, I think it would be wrong to say, Oh, I, you know, Wish that people enjoyed what I had to say. Maybe they don't. Who knows? I'm still going to keep doing the podcast. But I, I'm i more focused on like I'm not very good at a lot of things. And the, the, thing, the things I do want to be good at are being a good father, a good husband, a good son, you know. And that's already hard enough. Sometimes I... I have no idea what I'm doing, and I, I think that's pretty normal. I feel like 99% of people have no idea what they're doing. 
But my priorities are shifting, and it's a very interesting thing because it's kind of sad that it took 31 years of my life to realize that my happiness is important and and trying to sustain the things that make me happy and that provide me joy aren't outward they're not material they're not substances they're not drinking they're not smoking they're people they're my people my children my wife my family and I wish that it didn't take me 31 more year, 31 years to realize a lot of these things because it would have, you know, saved me 15 years of confusion. But I'm glad I'm starting to, you know, kind of come to my own. It's weird. I hate not like I've never been a guy to reach milestones. You know, I didn't graduate high school. I had to get my GED. I didn't go to college. I struggled. I struggled trying to provide for myself. 80% of my life, I didn't provide for myself. I had family members that were able to help me out when I needed them to help me out. And I didn't I didn't even have to ask them. They just did it. They stepped up. They were they were who I needed them to be when they needed when they needed to be that. And they didn't have any obligation to do it. They could have said no. They could have been like, no, dude, you're a loser. Go go be a loser somewhere else. We're tired of your shit. But they didn't. They were there for me. And you got to appreciate those people that are there for you. The people that go out of their way to help you and teach you and show compassion. You know, if you're fortunate enough to have people in your life that are like that, I know I am. I have wonderful people in my lives. Everybody in my life has always, always been there and always, and always just kind of gave me a word of advice Whenever I, circumstantially, whenever it felt like I needed it, you know, whenever I was in a certain mood or something happened in my life and I need some guidance, it always seems like people were in the right place at the right time. It's insane. Like, do you ever have anybody in your life that has been there at the right time and at the right place right when you need it? it it's very rare and uncommon. I, and like, I'm not a very religious person. I did read the Bible, the uh, the St. James version of it, whatever, when I was a kid, and that book has a lot of you know wisdom and wisdom and ways to live. And I didn't really know, you know, I was ten years old when I read it. I don't, I probably didn't get the most out of it. But like, it's like the older I get, the more I'm looking for something of purpose and of kind of meaning, you know. And it's like meeting is slapping me in the face every day because when I wake up in the morning, I get to see my kids, my two beautiful kids. Like, how blessed am I to have two wonderful, healthy little boys that want nothing from me, just my love and and me knowing that I have the responsibility to take care of these dudes. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's a blessing. It really is, you know. That I spent years of my life thinking I had nothing when I had everything. And it's amazing. And I – who do I say thanks to? Like it's weird because I I say – to say thank you to whoever runs the universe, 
whoever the you know this there's a part of me that feels like there is a kind of overlooker of the universe and maybe i'm i'm not as narcissistic as i think i am because there's a part of me that's always felt like if there is a god why would he be focused on me and how could he focus on everybody at the same time there's a lot of people on this planet there's a lot of people suffering a lot of people that have a way worse than i do and why would he help me and not help them? You know, like we see it every day watching the news. We see it every day listening to the radio, the, a podcast, somebody commentating about something, you know, about someone's interests. Every day is just watching or listening to someone display their own personal self-interest. Is that is that being a human? seems like every human is trying to display their own self-interest, whether you're a, you know, Instagram influencer, social media influencer, TikToker. It's all for you. Nobody's, you know, God, thank God, maybe there are people who do a TikTok for the betterment of somebody else, like their money goes to a charity. Or they make no profit and they give all their money to a foundation. I don't know anybody who does. But to the ones out there, shout out. You guys are awesome because I have no idea who you are, and there's probably not a lot of you. But, like, it does seem like the human condition is really just to, how do I make more money? How do I consume more things? How do I buy more things? How do I display my status? How do I try to move up in the world? Whatever that means. Whether that's getting, like, free Super Bowl tickets or getting, you know, invitations to an exclusive party or to be a certain part of a group or to get a phone call from a certain agent or to be featured on a certain song show whatever you know and a lot of these people have children i get they got to keep their you know personal life under wraps because they are public figures but it's crazy to me how there are kind of like blinders put up on what's really going on in our own minds. You know, how much of like mental health and mental awareness is not something that is regularly talked about and not promoted like to help. You know, you see commercials all the time for medicines and pills and you even see commercials for vaccines, like everything. But how do you help promote your mental health? And I'm not talking about like those apps for like mindful meditations or relaxation. Like, is that all we're doing with mental health is advertising meditation apps on your phone? So the one thing that is promoted to benefit your mental health is on the one device that is horrible for your mental health. Don't think it's necessary. Kind of seems counterproductive and kind of hypoc, like kind of a hypocrisy. But you know, what are you supposed to do? Um, one thing I'm trying to do is, you know, this podcast is called the Wild Weird, right? I don't know if anybody's had any questions of why it's called the Wild Weird. I've never really addressed why it's called the Wild Weird. You know, like personally. I called it the wild weird 
because I want to discuss everything wild and weird about everything. You know, maybe some of the words like the weird is identified with the Northwest in Portland, which it is. And I had some intention in that, but also just about the wild and weirdness of every single person that is alive. Every single person that comes in I interview, every person I talk to, every single person is wild and pretty freaking weird. Right? Everybody, there's somebody that's weird to another person. That's the reality. There are some weird motherfuckers out there, and I want to talk to them. I'm a weird motherfucker, and I'm talking to myself right now. Or I'm talking to my guests, the people that listen to this podcast, the listeners, the watchers, the weirdos, the weird fucks, the weird people, you know? If you're listening to my podcast, you are pretty weird, and you should be pretty pretty proud of it and you know so the last couple weeks i've been looking up what's the weirdest shit is going on right we everything's kind of weird you hear you see like a fucking commercial for a chevy pickup truck it's kind of weird you see a commercial for a movie trailer kind of weird but that that's how they get you in right because some weird shit you're like what the fuck is going on but i'm telling you there's been some pretty weird shit I came across. And I want people to write me at the wild weird, wild weirdness at gmail.com so I can get some opinions. But I was reading an article recently about how in a Swedish, uh, a Swiss region that is voting on giving primates fundamental human rights. Right. And I'm, you know, kudos to PETA. Like, I want animals need rights. Otherwise, people just go around killing animals. That's not good. And then you're just letting weird fucking crazy ass people do some horrible shit, right? I'm for animal rights. I don't even know necessarily what animal rights there is, but like let an animal be free so it can survive on its own and whatever happens, happens. Because that's what humans are doing. They throw us out in the wild and we're forced to survive or we die. That's kind of the basis of everything, right? It's like hopefully you have figures in your life that give you the tools in the survival mechanisms to not die at a young age. Some people circumstantially, you know, things happen, but our goal each day is to survive as long as possible. Even when you do something bad to yourself, whether it's smoking cigarettes, drinking, right? You want to survive as long as possible, whatever that means to you. But so apparently on Sunday, a Swiss region named Baselstadt will vote whether primates should get some of the same fundamental rights as people. And I'm reading this article. The northern Swiss province of Baselstadt will vote on whether to change its constitution to allow primates to have a right to life and mental physical integrity under local law. What does that mean? I have no idea. So we'll keep reading. Sentience. That's what it means. An animal rights organization piloted the referendum under Switzerland's direct democracy system. The petition amassed over 100,000 signatures, after which it will follow a popular vote. On February 13th, 2022, the referendum will commence. According to le- local media sources, what, I think it's kind of funny that on Valentine's Day is the day they're going to vote on this, but according to local media sources, once they achieved the quota, The city authorities promptly petitioned Switzerland's Supreme Court to halt the vote, thereby claiming that it violated federal law. 
End quote, this will mark the first time worldwide that people can vote on fundamental rights for non-human animals. Of course, this is a human thing to do is we're going to vote on something that has nothing to do with us and other animals. Um, and so primate rights, sentience, founded in Basel, claims that primates are extremely cognitive, which we know they are because monkeys can sling poo and they can interact. They have social, um, you know, a social system. They are very intelligent animals. You know, some think that we came from them, but that's yet to be proven. And have a dynamic social life. They can feel pain, grief, and compassion. One thing that makes me think about this, right? If they're saying that because they can feel grief and compassion, can't lobsters feel grief and compassion, you think? Like, I'm not sure if I'm reading this right, but didn't they say they wanted to stop lobsters from being boiled because they scream when they're, like, getting boiled? So I'm thinking if you have to give – if you're going to vote on giving primates rights, shouldn't we vote on other animals? I'll continue. However, they are unable, unable to defend themselves against intrusions into their existence. Not saying. I'm going to just say if you're a big monkey and a little monkey comes up and tries to take your, like, cabana or something, can't you fight off that little monkey? Right? Like if a baboon comes in to take, like, a capuchin monkey's land, yeah, the baboon's probably going to win because he's going to fuck up the little capuchin monkey. You know? Like – Hey guys, this is Greg. Just giving you a friendly reminder to follow us on Instagram at the Wild Weird, at YouTube at the Wild Weird, basically every single social media site, the Wild Weird. Really appreciate everybody who's liked and subscribed so far. To everybody new, hit that ring notification button and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes come out. Thank you. That's like if I'm gonna go play basketball and I'm the only under I'm the only person under six five, I'm gonna get dunked on and I'm not gonna do very well, statistically. But so therefore humans must shoulder the responsibility and provide the rights according to the sentience website. I think it's funny that these specific people think that, you know what, since these chimps can't speak for themselves, we got to speak for them. But yet we can't have help half the human beings on this planet and keep them from starving and provide housing or keep them off the streets. But we want to help some monkeys. Okay, so Baselstadt is famous for having one of Europe's top zoos. Makes sense, right? This could be like promotional, kind of promotional article for their zoo to get people to tourists to come in and check out their zoo. Um, according to the organization, the canton which borders France and Germany is likewise home to 150 primates. That's a lot of primates. Pedro Pazos, what's up, Pedro? My dad's name's Pedro. That's a cool name. Is the Spanish director of the Great Apes Project, an international campaign demanding rights to primates. I can't wait to tell my dad that the guy campaigning who's the director of the Great Apes Project, is demanding rights for primates. That his name is Pedro. Oh, my God. That's fucking awesome. Okay. According to him, the vote is a statement of intent so that primates live in better conditions, which they should. Uh, the vote, according to animal rights activists, is hugely symbolic, obviously. Stephen Wise, a, huge, uh, a U.S. lawyer who specializes in animal rights, says the scope of the statute might be very broad. Obviously, there's a lot of species of primates. To vote would given certain rights to primates, which would have to be legit uh, litigated out as to what rights those are. So imagine this. There is a room full of people voting on monkey rights, and they got to decide what rights those are. Well, they already stated, you know, basic rights, since they're able to feel compassion and pain. Uh, we should probably not kill them, right? So if you're going to give these – are you – I think I'm confused about, are you giving primates in this zoo rights? B 
because they're an enclosed area, you can control their environment to a certain extent. Like if there's a company in some jungle in South America or in Africa who is mining for something, you think they're going to give a shit about the rights of these like these animals? No, they're going to tear this shit down. Those animals are going to die. And I'm I'm pretty sure there are, you know, laws in place for certain regions of the world that keep that from happening. But this is like a huge topic that's going to take a lot of time out of these people. And it's very it seems like their energy like their energy can go somewhere else. And if you're going to campaign for primate rights, why don't we do dog, cat, hamster, gerbil, parakeet, you know, mouse? We should provide rights for some animals. Can can people do people think that monkeys are the only ones that deserve rights? But ironically, they are the closest thing that some say to our species. They are more like us. They have fingers. So maybe that's why we have compassion for them because they're somewhat like us. It's a very narcissistic thing to save these monkeys. Yeah, that's fucking strange. And give it up to the Swedish, man. Or the Swiss. Sorry, not the Swedish. I don't even know if that's the same thing or not. But good for them. You know? I think it's it's nice to have people out there that are campaigning for these kind of things. That are trying to help these animals. Because if they didn't do it, who would? Right? We need more people like them. And it's very nice that they're doing that. And a this is actually kind of hits home. But this is a really interesting article I read about the Portland Pickles face dilemma over a stolen mascot costume, right? Somebody stole the costume of a pickle, which actually isn't that surprising because I, I had a job once where I had to wear a costume. It was very demoralizing, and I did not enjoy it. I'm not going to say the place, but I was a specific fruit, and I did not like being that fruit because when I worked, little kids threw stuff at me and called me names, and it was kind of comical, but it doesn't make you feel too great when a seven-year-old boy is throwing shoes at you, telling you to fuck off. It's not fun. But the Portland Pickles found themselves in, in a dilemma after their beloved mascot, Dylan. Perfect name for Dill Pickle, right? I think it, it would have been perfect if they called the mascot Dill Pickles, but that's already taken by the Rugrats. They already took that. You know, they probably would have gotten sued or something. But... Their mascot, Dylan, was stolen by a porch pirate. Did, like, the suit get delivered by Amazon and somebody stole the package and didn't realize that they stole a gigantic pickle suit? But the theft occurred right after the mascot costume got lost Oh, yep, got lost on a Delta, Delta Airlines flight from the Dominican Republic. The baseball team tweeted on Monday that they were concerned about their missing mascot. Of course they were. They probably spent a lot of money on the suit. Actually, I don't know. If it came from the Dominican Republic, maybe it was slightly more expensive than a suit that would come from, like, China. You know, charge more shipping and handling. A mascot suit's going to be pretty huge, take up some space. But, and again on Wednesday, with 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 what they called a disappointing twist. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they called it. They're like, well, this is a disappointing twist that we didn't get our pickle costume. The airlines found the bag with the costume and then delivered it to the Pickles office after hours. Camera footage caught a porch pirate. I love that that's what they're calling people now, porch pirates. They're just pirates. Not everybody has a porch. But swiping the package around 5 a.m. A video posted on Twitter shows the man with a backpack and over-ear headphones. You think if you're going to steal something, you want to, like, hear your surroundings? Like, it's like if you're walking down a street late at night and you're blaring loud music in your ears. 
that doesn't seem like a very good survival tactic. Like I remember when I was young, I'd be walking through some bad neighborhoods, you know, just because I probably shouldn't be out this late. You know, a teenage boy, 15, 16 years old. I'm like five foot four at the time, you know, easily, easily could have been robbed. Right. So what I did, I made sure my headphone volume was off. So if I heard a car pull up on me, I can run. If you're blaring like some fucking Miley Cyrus on your headphones, you're not going to know shit's going on and you're getting you're getting fucked up. But so a video posted on Twitter shows a man with a backpack and over here over ear headphones, excuse me, grabbing the bag and leaving with it. We just want him back. He's irreplaceable. No, he's not. You got it from the Dominican Republic. They can make another one. Uh, the general manager, Ross Campbell, told Coin, which I think uh, spelled the K is the local news network in the Northwest. Dylan is as weird as Portland is, so it just fits in really well. I think the mascot itself is more like more weird than the actual event because people get their packages stolen all the time. Like I ordered stickers. Like a month ago, and I had to contact the dude because it got stolen out of my mailbox. Like, who the fuck wants my stickers? You know, like, I have other things in there. They just took the stickers. I don't know if they're going to get some money. Maybe they threw them away, like, 20 feet away from my mailbox. I never noticed. But, you know, you can just buy another suit. The mascot has been on tour with the team to Spain, Britain, Monaco, and the Dominican Republic. The pickles often make jokes on its Twitter account, resulting in some questioning if the stolen costume has been a publicity stunt. Kind of does, because I did not even know there was a Portland baseball team called the Portland Pickles. And I'm probably going to go to a game now, just because I read this article. And But a real police report was filed. Of course, because there's not a real police report that's filed on fake shit all the time. That never happens. JK. Um, so, on the Portland Pickles... Twitter account, a very disappointing twist. Dylan was found by Delta and delivered to our office after hours with no notification at 4.58 a.m. This person stole him off the front porch, and they actually have the footage. That's really cool. Kind of funny. Thanks to Ring.com. So, you know, if you're trying to, if you're ordering a Halloween costume for the, like, later on this year, get a Ring doorbell because, you know, they help get costumes back, apparently. Uh, But we know we joke around a lot about our luggage containing our mascot is lost, and we are concerned. They quote, uh, they tweeted. Oh, man, there's 108 replies on this shit, too. Let's see. We call on the people of PDX to help us find him. We are offering a reward. What's a reward? Like a free pickle? Free tickets to, like, a Portland pickle? The tickets can't be more than 15 bucks. You know, I get, like, even though the Blazers suck, like, we've, we're used to their tickets being expensive. What are they going to give you, like a coupon for like a Diet Coke? I don't understand. But Dylan has made his way home. I don't – Jesus fucking Christ. Is this like all that we have going on in this city? We got like thousands of homeless people, but yet we're focused on a fucking pickle mascot. Oh, well. I don't know. That was pretty interesting. Not. All right. <sighs> so – how many of you enjoyed the Super Bowl? It was a very enjoyable sporting event for like the one quarter I got to watch it. I actually had to report, record a podcast that day. And by the time I was able to watch the Super Bowl, there was like there was like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I missed the halftime show. 
everything, which is cool because YouTube exists. So I, I was able to go on YouTube and watch all the commercials, all the movie trailers, all the promotional shit, clips from the halftime show. Not going to lie, that was probably one of the best halftime shows ever. And I mean, there's a lot of good halftime shows. Like I would say my favorite favorite was probably Prince. That was pretty dope. Like I love Prince. I'm a huge fan. So, and even at the time, I think ugh, it had to be like in the early 2000s or late 90s, whenever it happened. I can't remember, but that was fucking epic. I remember I loved every second of it. And who we had Aerosmith, Prince, um, Bruno Mars, Maroon Five, In Sync. Yeah, we all know about that. You know, we all remember the Janet Jackson incident. Um, which I honestly think they should have it back. I'm a petition to have Janet Jackson perform the halftime show again with Justin Timberlake. You know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to lie. It would be cool to see Justin Timberlake, Mary, not, not Mary J. Blige. She was probably the worst part of this halftime show. No offense, but Justin Timberlake, Timberland, who else? Who's pro maybe Britney Spears. That'd be cool to see fucking Britney Spears perform the halftime show after her, like, you know, situation is resolved. Like, we need more Britney Spears. Let's let let's get an album. I'm pretty sure that's coming. But so apparently, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, um, and Kendrick Lamar. That was a dope halftime show. Like just the fact that they're on top of these like makeshift RV buildings. Uh, they look it looked like there was a map of L.A. Um, on the AstroTurf of the arena, they had their low riders. 50 Cent was fucking hanging upside down, looking like a koala. Like, it was fucking cool. And I mean, I feel bad for 50 Cent because that guy was memed immediately, which, you know, I posted on Twitter earlier today that I don't quite understand why he's catching so much heat. 50 Cent's older. Guy's got to be in his mid 40s now, right? Metabolism's not what it used to be. I think when Get Rich or Die Trying came out in like 2003, he had to be in his like mid 20s, I think. But like, the guy's a movie producer, or he's a television producer. Uh, he's an actor, businessman. He definitely doesn't drink enough vitamin water, which I'm, I don't know why. Or is it Sobe? No. Is it vitamin water? Yeah, it's got to be vitamin water. I think he had steak and vitamin water or something. But he's obviously not taking care of himself, but he's living his fucking life. Like, let him live his life. If any average American from like the age 14 to like 35 hung upside down, they look worse than 50 cent. You know, he was just the only person hanging upside down, so everybody gave him shit. Like, Snoop Dogg would have looked awkward fucking hanging upside down. His hands would have been able to touch the ground. Dr. Dre, I guess, would have probably been the normal one. Eminem probably would have caused him heat because it seems out of character. Kendrick Lamar, nobody's seen him in forever since, like, 2017. So, it was pretty dope. Like, they played the classics. Personally... I thought there was going to be more of a surprise, right? 50 Cent was the surprise. Then Anderson Pac was playing the drums. He didn't even, like, touch a mic. He didn't perform, sing, rap, nothing. Um, it would have been cool to see, like, Ice Cube pop up, right? I don't know the, like, relationship dynamics between Dr. Dre, Eminem, and all them, and Ice Cube. But since the Super Bowl is taking place in L.A., I would have liked to see some more Californians or some more people from Los Angeles. Like, you could have thrown Ice Cube performed an NWA song, like Eminem is kneeling, so maybe Fuck the Police would have been fitting, and people probably wouldn't have cared. It could have been too extreme, who knows. But it would have been cool to see E-40. It would have been cool to see Too Short. It would have been cool to see, like, any more artists from Los Angeles. 50 Cent is from New York. 
I get that he was signed to like Dr. Dre's record label back in the day, and then Eminem convinced him to sign him. Like, and then now 50 Cent, you know, a very successful man. And I think most people forgot about the whole bankruptcy thing back like a few years back because he seems to be doing all right. But like, it would have been cool to see just more of a surprise. And the feeling I got from like, you know, and obviously I didn't get to watch it live, but just from recapping and watching the videos on YouTube, it seemed like they were just playing it safe. You know, the commercials weren't as like risky as they were before. A lot of them were funny. Not going to lie. It was cool to see that Soprano commercial when they had Rob Eiler and I forgot her name, but played Meadow on the Sopranos doing that Chevy Silverado commercial. That was cool. Did not see that coming. Right. And then you get the, the Moon Knight trailer, which looks fucking cool. I don't know how, if I, if I was a parent, are you going to let your kid watch that? Because it looks pretty confusing. They might not understand the dynamic of this guy's mental state. It might scare a lot of people, but because it's mummy related, it might make them think like, oh, you know, it's like night at the museum, but with more punches and violence. I don't know. But that was cool seeing the, um, you know, the DC mashup trailer that showed bits of the Black Adam movie, clips of the Batman movie, which we got nothing from the fucking Batman movie. They just showed clips that they already played on every other trailer they released. Um, clips from the Flash trailer, which if you just have a YouTube account and looked up the Flash movie trailer, you would be able to see that. So none of that was surprising, but you got a little bit of footage from the Black Adam, which you got to see, uh, I think his name is Dr. Fate with Pierce Brosnan. Seems like he's going to be fucking cool as that Adam Smasher. Can't remember the actor that plays him or the woman that plays the other hero that's in it. I don't even know. I'm not too familiar with DC. But you're going to see also, what's his name? Uh, like the DC's Falcon. You know, the dude with the wings. Hawkman, that's his name. Like, that's going to be dope. I look forward to that. Like, Black Adam is going to be cool. I've never looked forward to any rock movie. Like, I've had to... The rock movies are like movies that somebody else has to... Like, hey, you want to watch this movie while you're here? Since you have nowhere else to go? Sure, I'll watch it. And then it ends up being better than what you thought. But you had no intention in the first place of watching it. That's how I feel with every rock movie. I think the last movie I actually went out of my way to watch, that was The Rocks, was that Walking Tall movie where he's like a former military dude who comes back to his hometown and has to fucking break down all the corruption and become the sheriff of the town. Like, that was a pretty cool movie. But usually The Rocks movies I'm not trying to go see, you know. But what else? Um, I'm not sure if there was an Obi-Wan commercial. When I saw the compilation, I don't know if they even did an Obi-Wan commercial for the uh, – have to or for the during the Super Bowl, but I'm excited just by seeing that you know because like just knowing that we're getting an Obi Wan Kenobi show, Moon Knight, um, She Hulk, another Batman movie. Like we haven't had a fucking enough of Batman movies. Like this is we got a Batman. I never would have thought that we're gonna have a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. You know. And Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. That makes more sense. But, like, just with those cast of actors, it's fucking cool. Like, give me all the Batman. Give me all of it. I'll take all the fucking Batman. Like, they're going to make a new Batman movie every three to four years. I'm cool with it. I've enjoyed all of it. Um, And then Obi-Wan, She-Hulk. We got The Mandalorian Season 3 coming. Just got done watching Boba Fett. 
not necessarily even a Boba Fett show. I don't know why they called it Boba Fett. They should have just called it Mandalorians with the S because they're just talking about two different guys. And when people started to lose interest on Boba Fett, they just, it became the Mandalorian again, which I'm okay with. It was fucking cool. I really enjoyed it. But, um, you know what guys, I've really enjoyed this podcast. I've, I'm really look forward to like all the new things that we got coming. I hope you guys do too as well. Um, the new studio is going to be dope. The content's going to be dope. Everything's going to be fucking dope. I'm so excited. Like I wish I can express to you. Um, I'm can promise that the podcast on you, like the video content of the podcast will be a lot more structured and a lot more, more organized than how I seem to be on my own podcast. <clears throat> Cause I catch myself rambling quite a bit. And I'm pretty sure during this whole podcast, I've rambled. And, you know, if you want me to ramble less, too bad. That's just what it is. I'm going to continue to ramble. It's part of my brain. That's what I do. I talk about things that make no sense. Sometimes they make a lot of sense. Sometimes I, I, I can say some things that matter. Sometimes most of the shit doesn't matter. But, you know, I'm still going to say it. I'm going to say what's on my mind. I'm going to say what's on my mind when I want to say it. And if you're here to listen, cool. If not, cool. But I really appreciate everybody who's listening and following the wild weird on Instagram, YouTube, all the social media sites. Um, you know, sharing the podcast is a big help. You know, if you think about it, if you listen to the podcast, you share with a friend and everybody does that, the doubles our listens, you know, so share with a friend, uh, suggest them the wild weird. Um, you know, even if you want to suggest it as a practical joke and you're like, Hey, you know, I've been listening to the podcast it's pretty dope. Even though you fucking hate it. You listen to one five minutes of one episode and you want to ruin someone's day. You can be like, Hey, listen to the wild weird. Who knows? They might like it, you know, to each their own. And, you know, um, just hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple, like I just said, everything. So follow, listen, Suggestions, hit me up at thewildweirdness at gmail.com. That's thewildweirdness at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow my friend Grant and his podcast, The Wall of Wax, on Instagram. Wall of Wax on Instagram. Um, you can find him on Spotify, um, all the listening platforms. Super cool podcast. Really enjoy it. Learn a lot. You'll learn things about artists. Like, you can learn, like, who knows? He might have an episode where he tells you what kind of toilet paper fucking Robert Plant uses. I don't know. But it's very interesting. It gets you all the facts. Super fucking cool. Um, appreciate you all. Thank you. Thank you.